Welcome to episode 19 of the Dave Witty Show. I'm your host, Dave Witty. Thanks again for tuning in, folks. Happy I made the decision a couple weeks ago to move these two every second week because it's starting to get busy here in St. John's. I mean, with the recent opening of the Atlantic bubble here in, in Newfoundland, uh, it's going to start picking up here pretty soon. And it looks like we're going to be open to the country a little bit sooner than later, too. So, uh, you know, really looking forward to, to getting out and, and seeing all the tourists again. And hopefully we get a get a few people around and, and uh, we can make a good summer out of it. Um, things are really starting to shape up downtown. I mean, uh, Water Street's looking incredible. Lots of really, really cool patios set up and on all the businesses. And, and George Street's all lit up and Duckworth Street as well. So, I mean, it's going to make for a really, really fun, um, really fun summer, uh, especially if, you know, if we can get the, get the weather. I mean, that's always a huge part of it as well. Um, had another got another great episode coming up for you guys. Had the absolutely hilarious Mike Lynch. Uh, I was really, really happy to get Mike on. Uh, just a really, really funny dude. I mean, if, if you know Newfoundland you know humor and, and comedy i mean you you've you've seen mike in in his videos and maybe you've seen him do some stand-up or you've caught one of his shows but you know a member of the outhouse and and these guys are pumping out sketches like all the time you know really really funny and uh, i was really happy to have mike on so you know make sure you stick around for that chat uh once want to say big thanks to nick sexton for jumping on last episode uh really really enjoyed that chat one of my favorite ones to date yet i mean i just love chat with nick he's so uh so interesting has such a great story um you know he loves newfoundland he's been away for a while but he, he's a true and true newfoundlander so uh yeah big shout out to, uh, to nick sexton and thanks again nick for coming on um on the last episode there uh, I had a pretty fun weekend myself. Uh, the weekend passed. I mean, now I got to kind of catch up for two weeks, so I'll try not to go on for too long. But I, you know, I've been doing a few solo gigs here and there. Back, I'm back at a, a Shamrock uh, once or twice a week. Uh, last week was twice. There on Tuesdays is looking like right now, and of course on uh, at Greensleeves on Sundays. And uh, last weekend we played. Um, at O'Reilly's with the band, the Donnies had uh, Zach Nash of Rum Ragged fill in for Alex, who's still away working right now. So uh, myself, Robert, and Zach, we had a great weekend at O'Reilly's. Big shout out to uh, uh, Brenda and Craig for having us. Uh, we had a lot of fun, a lot of really, really nice people around, and uh, it'll, it's only going to get better, I think, as, as the capacity grows in the bars and you can get people up dancing and moving around a bit. Uh, going to make for a, uh, <clears throat> you know, definitely for a little better uh, experience for sure. But, you know, all in all, it was a great weekend. Uh, a lot of fun uh, playing with the guys, and it just makes such a big difference when you're playing with playing with a, a couple friends of yours and then doing the solo stuff. Sometimes the solo stuff kind of feels a little bit like you're you're working a little bit harder, and and so it's it makes it uh, you know more enjoyable for sure when you're when you're playing with the guys. Uh, like I mentioned, the bubble's open. Uh, I'm starting to see a little influx of of some Atlantic Canadians starting to starting to migrate their way here, and 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 uh, you know so I think that's only going to make it better as well. So. Um, Stanley Cup playoffs started Monday night. Uh, Habs versus the Lightning. Uh, first time a Canadian team has been back in the playoffs since 2000, or back in the Stanley Cup Finals since 2011 when Vancouver uh, were in the finals. Um, and really, really neat to see the Montreal Canadiens get there. I mean, what a run this team has had. Um, I know, I've, obviously, if you, if you know me at all, you listen to these podcasts, you guys know I'm a diehard Leafs guy. I, I love the Leafs, but I'm not a Habs hater, and I got a lot of close friends who are, are big Habs fans, so I'm really, really happy for those guys to get to watch that run. Um, Carey Price, I mean, how can you not like this guy? Um, he, he's absolutely incredible. He's having a you know a absolute storybook run, uh, and I think you know at this age it, it might not uh, he might not have an, a chance to kind of do this again. So, uh, really rooting for Carey Price and the Habs, I got to say, and I'd love to see that happen. Uh, game one was a little rough. I mean. Tampa Bay Lightning are a different beast. I mean, I'm sure if, if you're a Habs fan, you've heard this every series now. You're facing the Leafs. You're facing the Jets. You're facing uh, the Vegas Golden Knights. All, all, you know, three great teams there, right? And and the, the Habs were counted out every every step of the way. Uh, but now you're facing Tampa, who are definitely a different beast. And you also haven't had much of a look at them. I know, same with Vegas, but I mean, you haven't had a look at them all year long. You haven't played against these guys. And, you know, they are just, uh, whew, man, they're a beast. They're a really strong team, really strong goaltending. Uh, their defense core is strong, and their offensive power is, is, is you know, second to none. Uh, it was a rough game Monday, 5-1, to one, but you know what I mean? I think that... That's going, you know, if, if there's a silver lining in it all, I think it's going to help, uh, help, going to help Montreal because now they've got a decent look at 
the way Tampa play and some adjustments that they can make to uh, to come out swinging again for game two. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how that all unfolds. Hopefully they can make a good series of it because uh, I think they deserve it after this run. Uh, been really, really special to watch it all. So, um, yeah, looking forward to, to keep, to, you know, checking out those games and, and keep that uh, keep that going for sure because it's, it's been a really, really fun run to watch. There's no doubt about that. I'm a hockey fan. I'm a sports fan. I love good stories and I love I love watching good good games i mean as much as i love to see the leafs win or or you know the jays win or the raptors win or uh you know whoever i just you know i still love watching good sports so really really uh been enjoying uh, the watching the habs for sure so good luck to them as uh, as it continues on um the jays have been playing great lately i mean seven of eight of the last uh yeah seven sorry they've won seven of the last eight had a little skid before that the bullpen has been atrocious i mean that's something that's got to be addressed immediately in my opinion uh they did sign today i'm recording on tuesday the 29th and uh just seen that they signed um Corey dickerson uh or sorry they traded for Corey dickerson uh, and Adam Clymer, who's a relief pitcher. Dickerson's an outfielder. Not sure if we need another outfielder, but maybe it's a setup for another trade uh, for Richard Panic and, a, and a, a minor league pitcher. So uh, hopefully that's just a setup for something more for the bullpen because that's really our missing piece right now. I mean, we have so much power at the plate. Um, it's, you know, these guys are putting up 10, 12, 13 hits a game and, and occasionally losing those games because the bullpen's just been falling apart. So, uh, you know, really hoping that, that the, the management of the Jays can, can pull something together and, and, uh, and make a little trade to, to really beefen up that, that bullpen. Cause that's kind of where we need, um, Little Leafs news: They signed, uh, re-signed Wayne Simmons today, two-year, one point nine million dollar contract. I think great signing for the Leafs. I mean, any signing right now that's around the million dollar, you know, year kind of payout is 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 massive for the Leafs. When you got huge contracts from Matthews, Marner, uh, Nylander, Tavares. I mean, even um, uh, who else is there? I mean, a lot of these guys are all on big contracts when you when you compare them to say teams like Tampa Bay and Boston. I mean, there's a lot of lot of hefty payouts. So, I mean, signing Wayne Simmons, he's got grit. He had a tough postseason after his injury this year. I thought that he had definitely uh, he wasn't he didn't play up to his potential, and I'm not sure if that was because he was injured and and couldn't quite play that rough style that he's he's used to to playing and. Um, but hopefully, you know, it, he has a swing around next year and, and I'm happy to see that he wanted to re-sign with the Leafs, which means that he's all in and he wants to make a, make a run at it. And he's the kind of guy we need, I, I, in my opinion, he's the kind of, you know, he's a great fourth line player, uh, chippy. He can put, he can score goals and, you know, he can, he can also stand up for, for some of the younger players and some of the guys who are, aren't probably going to, you know, fight or if they, there's a big hit or, or whatever, you know? So, uh, happy to see the Wayne train is back in, uh, in Toronto. Uh, myself, I'm at uh, I'm at the Republic this Wednesday, uh, which is if you're listening to uh, you know today. I mean, it, it'll be Wednesday for you. So t- you know tonight I'll be at uh, at the Republic. I'm doing uh, you know it's a you know kind of a, a lot of people have have tomorrow off for for Canada Day, and and I mean that's that's to be said in itself. I mean a lot of tough stuff going on across Canada right now, and. I mean, I'm not even sure if we're calling it a Canada Day celebration, but I will be there Wednesday playing uh, playing some songs. So if you're out and about on Wednesday, today, sorry, uh, it's always a tough one for me. Uh, come on out and uh, and catch me at the Republic. Um, that's pretty much about it. What's going on with me, guys? Doing a yeah, I'm back on, on a Shamrock on Tuesdays, and and of course Green Sleeves on Sundays, and. Um, yeah, just uh, we're, we're going to get this single out for the Donnies here pretty soon and, and hopefully get that up on streaming services and, and uh, hopefully get that into some ears pretty soon. Um, you know, that about does it for me for what, what I got going on. I had a really great chat with Mike Lynch. He's super funny. I mean, he's just hilarious to talk to. He's always cracking jokes, but it was nice to kind of dig in and hear about some of the processes that he's involved with when it, when it comes to the sketches and, and his live stand-up and, and touring. And, uh, you know, all the things that come with that, uh, it's always funny to have a comedian on because they're just generally hilarious. And, uh, I mean, Mike's another one of those guys. So, uh, with that being said, I'm going to pass it over to Mike Lynch. And I'd like to welcome Mike Lynch to the podcast. What's going on, Mike? How you doing, man? Oh, pretty good, man. Just here in the not my parents' house because I don't live in my parents' house at the moment. Is that that's king, what you were thinking? Is that your king size bed behind you there? I seen. 
Oh yeah, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, I just like twin size, man. I don't know what it is. Like, even when I moved out on my own, I'm like, man, twin size for life. <laughs> so you're back, Newf- you're back in Newfoundland. You're back in Newfoundland, Mike. I mean, I know you've been out in Alberta a while. Are you still kind of back and forth to Alberta? I mean, obviously COVID's kind of played a role there, but what's the deal with uh, with Alberta? Uh, the deal with Alberta is uh, everything went to shit in November, and I sketched the fuck out, and I got the fuck out. Um, and me and my girlfriend were kind of like broke up anyway, and everything was shutting down. I was like, well, this is this decision's too easy. <laughs> so, so you're back in Newfoundland full time, permanently? I don't know about permanently. I kind of realized I got to go away because I kind of need need to be on stage more if I want to not suck at stand up. So <laughs> that's the only thing that's that's bring me back to Alberta. Otherwise, I could couldn't care. I don't I don't need more restaurants in my life. I don't need more <laughs> brewer, craft breweries. I want buddies and family. Yeah, that's right. Why Alberta? Is there any reason why Alberta and not like Ontario or, or Vancouver or anything like that? Or Yes. The reason is simple. Um, the reason is this, David. I don't know <laughs> if you can see, but my legs are crossed. I can't, but um, I'll, I'll take your word on it. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it was more affordable to live. That's one reason. Um, there, like, there's a lot more people. Edmonton has like... at. You know, pre-COVID, it had, like, in my opinion, the best comedy scene in Canada because there was a lot, plenty of shows. And in Vancouver and Toronto, it's like I look at it as like a sea of people trying to follow their dreams. So there's not many people wanting to go out and watch someone else's dreams. So the audience to comedian ratio was way off. Like, you right. go, like, like, I don't want to do shows with, like, 80 comedians and three audience members you know what i mean <laughs> right right so um and vancouver is just super expensive and, like, and so edmonton was a perfect balance like it was affordable um and there was just like everyday people wanting a night out you know like the you know the, the oil rig crowd are like yes take this 80 bucks and we'll go see a show does it did it make a difference that there's probably a lot more newfoundlanders out there did you ever think it of that way like it helped in terms of touring, but like, it's it's not really the real reason I'm out there because I mostly do the only advertised shows. I, I only do two like advertised shows in each like main Alberta pocket, uh, but I'm still doing shows like every week there. But I just keep it on the download because I'm just trying out some new shit and I'm, I'm trying to build an act. Yeah, no, I, I can definitely relate to that. I mean, I play a lot around St. John's. And I don't necessarily advertise it all the time because you're kind of just, you're picking away at a few covers or, you know, you're doing some trad tunes or, or whatever it may be. And then kind of save those big promo events for kind of big shows you're probably trying to make actually money off of, right? Right, yeah. So you, you're, yeah, like like you, like sometimes you'd be workshopping stuff like, oh, I don't want no one to see this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then it's funny, like you'll get friends who's like, oh, you're doing, they'll hear if you're just doing a mic, just just doing some bullshit, whatever. And like, oh, you're doing like, oh, well, we, like, we could come. It's like, no, like, they make it sound like they're supporting you, but like, I don't know how to tell them. It's like, I don't want you there. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It, it would, it would make my time way worse. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've definitely done shows like that too. And you know, when I've maybe got booked to play like somewhere brutal, and I'm like, all I'm doing is like looking for just a paycheck. I'm like, oh gosh, like you're don't come because you're probably going to get into a fight with the audience or something. You know what I mean? Like who knows right, yeah. who's going to be there. Yeah. No, that's, that's, I can relate to that for sure. Yeah, that's like when I saw you, when I saw you downtown uh, perform at a venue and I was like, I was annoyed at the audience for just being just, it's just like fucking enjoy the music boss. Like get <laughs> off your phones. <laughs> that was at green sleeves that night right that's yeah yeah night. like stop making a request of some bullshit song no. <laughs> what was what was the request again i can't remember i can't even remember but it was oh, just <laughs> but i mean you I deal did. with that you deal with that stuff all the time right you deal with hecklers all the time i'm, I'm assuming yeah uh yeah definitely like people talking like drunk tables um i always find that weird with moments. comedy shows i mean like i mean it's kind of different with music and it is with comedy and it's it's kind of different with pub gigs as opposed to concerts. Like they're they're kind of separate things. You know what I mean? Like if I get hired to play a pub gig, like I'm kind of just 
realistically, it's not my show. I'm just kind of as entertainment there. Yeah. You know what I mean? People are hanging out, having drinks. That kind of comes with the nature of the business that people are going to be not dialed in 100%. But I mean, if you're putting off a show at, you know, for, for my myself example, like if I was putting off a show at the LSPU hall and you got a bunch of loaded fucks there who are, you know, talking all the time, you'd be pissed about it. I mean, that's why I find it so weird when, you know, comedians battle with, drunk people talk and i'm like the whole point of the whole fucking show is to watch you talk like that's it that's why you bought the ticket i know right <laughs> want to go uh want to go donate pal and listen to ourselves talk at the comedy show <laughs> yes let's do it make it a 16 ball <laughs> yeah 16 ball let's go double up <laughs> oh man oh my god yeah i know bert like yeah, it's just kind of the same thing with, well, mics especially, because people will be there for, like, the chicken wings. And like, oh, there's comedy? Oh. <laughs> it's so funny doing – you got to do those, though, because it's so humbling. Like, you do them, and then people are, like, annoyed that you're there. It's like – it is free entertainment. And um, – but – and then it's kind of like that at Yucks, too. It's like where they go for just Yuck Yucks, or they got free tickets. They were in a casino, and someone handed to them, like, yeah, I guess – Right. And, oh, I just lost all my money. Like, maybe maybe this guy from Newfoundland will cheer me up. <laughs> Say bye. Right Say what are you at? Say what are you at? <laughs> yeah. For, oh, man, when you when you mention from Newfoundland, they'll be like, what are you at by? <laughs> what are you at by? I'm like, relax, you're racist. <laughs> <laughs> and, their, and their impression of Newfoundland is always just their accent, but they just throw by in there. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. How are oh, you doing, eh, bye? <laughs> well this one's for all the albertans listening hopefully you don't alienate your audience <laughs> yeah they're not coming out anyway Ah, uh, that's right um how's how's it been for like you know since covid i mean i know you did like a a couple tours i know one of them got shut down and and you had rescheduled that was show mageddon i believe right how, how was you know have you done any other shows besides besides that tour and i definitely want to talk about that one as well i did i did like mike say like stuff to work out material i did guests on a couples like uh like matt wright had me on his show colin Hollard had me on his show recently so they were a lot of fun but it was just sort of guest appearance it wasn't like this announced thing so just show them again i try and keep it at you know two tours a year just keep myself scarce and people don't want to hear the same thing in comedy twice or they think you're a fraud right. so it's, it's still people to this day. It's like, you just goes up there and just says whatever, right? <laughs> whatever you think about it, he just says it. I'm like, no, man, I actually worked really hard on this dick joke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that's, like, that's another challenging thing. I mean, I bet you have to deal with a lot. I mean, is that you have to always be writing. You always have to be making material because you can't repeat yourself. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming you can, but I mean, I, I, obviously it's probably not the best look in, in other people's eyes, but I mean, that, that must be a challenging thing to always be on top of it. You always have to have, have new stuff, new material, right? Yeah. It helps when you're, when you're away because, and if, if, if you're just doing like, you know, your two tours a year, whatever you can workshop your bit out a lot. But if you're, if you're one of these people, I'm here this week, I'm there next week, I'm there next week. It's like, then people catch on. It's like, we heard all your shit. Like, it's all, oh, but yeah, people can't hear the same thing twice. And if they if they hear the same joke, like, three times, it's like, you know, we're not coming to see him again. So, <laughs> And it is hard because your next bit could be absolute garbage. Like, you might not be able to, like, you just hope that the, the, the gods of creativity are striking you, you know, that month or whatever. So... You just you just put the work in and just hope something good comes to you. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Uh, I want to talk about kind of like starting out, Mike. Like, what kind of got you into comedy? I mean, was it something you'd always thought about doing? Did you want to? Did you always want to be on stage? I mean, how did that kind of come about? I mean, you know, like like the typical comedy story, like you know, I was I, always a laugh. I was always I, a laugh. So I was always a laugh. <laughs> I was the phoniest. Uh, just I, I was I was that guy. Just always just going for the laugh like that was you know i was just mr funny guy in class uh, that that old thing but um i never i never had planned to do stand-up i mean look cool but i was just i could never imagine having the balls never thought about it i always wanted i was always kind of making sketches since you know i was like in grade seven even just 
fucking around video. I always had a video camera since I was like 11. And, um, but then it was like end of high school, this fellow I knew in my class, he would bring me out to his stand-up comedy shows at Yucca. You do the Am Night. And I'd go out and he was in this competition. And there's this old man named George Price who was like in the competition. Like he's this like old kind of vet comedian kicking around. And, uh, you know, I met him through him just very briefly. And he randomly, like, you know, he was mentoring a couple comedians. And he just randomly offered, like, you know, he's just this lonely old man doing comedy. He just want to look at me as a new project. It's like, you ever want to smoke a joint and, you know, come up with some joke ideas? Uh, you know, we can meet up. It was almost like he was asking me out. I was like, <laughs> well, I was like, oh, I don't give a fuck. It sounds cool. I trusted him just because I saw him on stage. I'm like, yeah, I'll let you, uh, I'll let you molest me. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, we met up and it was cool. And uh, he hated all my ideas, but uh, anyway, he got me up there. I didn't want to. I still didn't have the balls. He's like, he's like, all right, you got to get up there. And I still would put it off. I put it off for like three months. It was just meeting up with this dude. Now he's like one of my good buddies, and he's like seventy-two. And uh, finally, he's just like, I got you up next Thursday. You're going up. I'm like fuck. So anyway, I would just like lock myself in a room for a week and wrote a bit. He helped me write one of the bits and I went up and did it. And it was just, it was okay. Like you always kind of do good your first time because they introduce this guy's new, make him feel welcome. This is really hard. If you don't laugh, you're a piece of shit, Mike Lynch. <laughs> and uh, so then I did that, went okay. And then I'm like, fuck man, I'm like, I'm pretty good, right? And uh, I had five minutes. I think I did like two and a half, but it felt so long. And then the second time I invited like my buddies and cousins out and I fucking ate shit, but uh, kept at it because it just felt good. So the, the, the second time was, was worse than the first time? Oh, yeah. Because then they don't introduce you as right. a new guy. You're not the new like, guy anymore. <laughs> you're a legend now. <laughs> yeah. You're not supposed to blame the audience. Yeah, exactly. You're not like, so, yeah, you're, this you're guy's the audience. That... How do these guys not find me funny? What the fuck? Yeah, it's like I, I did this like two times already your problem no that's uh yeah i mean it's got to be challenging i mean I, I can't even imagine i mean i i do long sets playing music but i mean it was kind of like when i first started doing these podcasts i like i do like an intro at the beginning of all these podcasts where i you know just fucking talk about whatever's going on in my life i mean and talk about the jays or the leafs or talk about music or covid or whatever and i sure. found the first few weeks like i'd always be kind of I was struggling, man. I'm like, holy shit. That was like three minutes. I'm like, oh, like Dude, and I, I would feel the same way with the podcast, especially if you don't hear any reaction and I don't have like a set set plan. I'd feel the same way. But now I feel like it's just like I, I try to keep them only to 10 minutes because I feel like I'm just going on and on now. I just feel like I have so much to say. And I'm like, I just nobody wants to hear this nonsense. Everyone, everyone I talk to is like, yeah, I skipped that part. I skipped. I just got to the guests. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, OK, awesome. I think it gotta be good as like a mental cleanse though, just just talk in your mind. Like the well, I mean, that was the whole idea behind behind starting it. I wanted a platform where I could just bullshit about I mean, the, I, I wanted to talk about the Leafs more than anything. I wanted to talk about the Leafs, but I was like, it's also a good place to like, I mean, I know a bunch of people in the community, I know, you know, funny people, great musicians, people who are all in all kinds of different things in in, in community and, and no one was really kind of doing it. So I was like, ah, you know, I might as well start that up and then i'll get a guest on every week too and kind of gives me a little excuse to really just get on rant about you know whatever bullshit i was hating at that time kind of thing especially covid <laughs> i mean i was just like fuck it's always hate yeah oh no Keep love the theme to hate no love no love um <laughs> best con that's not a plug for me i just just for the word best con i got my <laughs> binford tools shirt on i don't know if you can see it you know what that's, it represent you know what that's from is it a sponsor no man, it's from Home Improvement to show <laughs> tool time. Is it? Yeah. Oh yeah. So see, I would have looked at that, but like, oh, he got that off his father or uncle. Or <laughs> exactly. I know that's wicked. Um, Mike, I know you're like, you know, you guys do a ton of sketches. I mean, with the outhouse and, and a little bit more recently, I know you've been doing a lot of stuff yourself. Um, and obviously, you're on stage quite a bit. You know, is there a preference for you? Do you like being in front of the camera more? Do you like being on stage more? I'm, I'm sure you probably get asked that quite a bit, and it's probably different, but uh i uh i i definitely love i i love both of it of course i love both of it a lot but the most 
the most rewarding is when you come up with a new bit on stage as yourself and people love it. That's the best. Right. It's, as opposed nothing. to not yourself? As opposed to, yeah, as opposed to doing a character. Right, right. Okay, sorry. Yeah, right. like actually being yourself. Yeah, not, okay, yeah, I get that. Yeah. yeah. So you'd, you'd rather be on stage, you mean? Because I guess you feed off natural reaction then, right? I mean, that's what would be. That would make yeah, a well, that's that's the high of it, right? You hear laughter, and it's just like, oh my god, I'm amazing. <laughs> you don't get the high off 964 likes. Yeah. Oh, you do actually. You you do. You definitely got not. That's a very specific number. I, I, so I, I was just... a Mike Lynch fan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, with regards to the outhouse videos, and 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 I mean, obviously your own sketches and stuff like that. Like, how involved are you with the writing process of those? Um. Well, with the outhouse, Hako last going off would write a little more than me. Um, but it was definitely like it was definitely like fairly mutual between me and Hako. Um, now I'm gravitating to writing a lot more of my own stuff. Just like, you know, you think you know, when you're part of a team, you know, you switch directions and you find out different preferences and stuff, but I definitely like to write all my own stuff, like mostly now. I always like to have people kind of go over um, a sketch I write or a video or whatever stupid I write. I, I kind of like to get a second opinion on it, a second pair of eyes, because I'm always unsure. Like, because how I write, like even on stage, like especially with stand up, like 95% of the shit I write, I throw it out, right? Only 5% of it's good. So that's kind of why I feel like a fraud sometimes I'm like, I'm just writing extra and I just figure out what I got to throw out. That's why I hit the mics and they just see the highlight reel. I mean, does that change? Like I, I would find that tough to get a, I guess, cause audiences would be different every night. I mean, some people find shit funny and some people don't find stuff funny. Right. True. You, you kind of get like, that's for sure. Like I can go up with what I would consider my best uh, bit I ever wrote and have an audience not find it funny. Yeah. Um, and like, if you did that on the first night, that's going in the garbage probably, right? <laughs> no, not necessarily. Cause you would still give it a chance. You would give it a few, I, you kind of get a gauge as you go. You kind of get a feel of, okay, this one will definitely work most of the times. And I guess this that's one. the benefit of an open mic really. Uh, essentially that's, that's kind of the whole point of it. Right. Right. Yeah. That's why you need audiences to work it out. It's, it's so weird. It's, with comedy, it's like you don't really know what's funny until you really test it out on people. And I'm a little extra unsure more than most people. Like I know I got comedian friends. It's like they're just they're just kind of beasts. They just like the shit they write is like immediately amazing. I'm like, oh fuck you, <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. I remember we were chatting uh, a few weeks ago. We were sitting on a deck having a beer, and um, one of my songs came on at the pub. And you were like, oh, man, you find this weird. I'm like, uh, in St. John's, it's like, I kind of, it's kind of starting to feel a little bit more normal because, I mean, I've got three albums out. I mean, there's songs, you know, a lot of these pubs are just kind of playing like a lot of local artists and stuff. And I asked you the same question. You were, or we were kind of chatting and you said, yeah, it's super weird when I go to like a house party and somebody throws on a, you know, a, uh, an outhouse video. It's like, because if they don't find it funny, it's like super awkward and you're just standing there. But I think that's wow. the difference between music and comedy. You know what I mean? I can't imagine like, yeah, somebody throwing on a video and you're just like hoping that they find it funny. And if they don't, then you're just like, well, boss, cheers. <laughs> uh, yeah. Distraction, distraction. <laughs> How about the Leafs? Who got draws? <laughs> yeah. Like I was at, uh, I was at a buddy's house and my buddy was just hyping me up way too hard to his other buddy who I never met before. And he just, uh, like, just the the typical no-no, right? Just whipped out a video, made him watch it in front of me. So I was watching a live reaction. Oh, no. And he was already skeptical, like, no, but don't know. Don't know him, right? I'm like, okay, he's clocked out. Like, let's, he can't be bothered. Let's stop here. He's like, oh, look at this, though. And he's like, no, but that's a bit too goofy-noofy for me. I'm just <laughs> like, all right, boys. Well, that was great. <laughs> I mean, kind of speaking of the the goofy noofy, I mean, um, like, what's it like for you? I mean, as a as a stand up comedian, when you're performing 
across the country. I mean, I know you're, you're not quite like a lot of, I'm not going to say a lot, but you know, some, there's some Newfoundlanders who are hardcore Newfoundland comedy strictly, you know what I mean? You're not right. necessarily that you, I know you put a lot of that stuff in, you talk about Newfoundland, but it's not extreme Newfoundland humor. And especially when you're in other parts of the country, I mean, the, the reactions still work out for you when you, when you kind of do those like Newfoundland bits. Um, yeah. Like I would like say if I'm in Alberta, like obviously most places in Canada, like they're familiar with Newfoundland to a point like, go like you know if i'm doing a bit it's like it's just like i'm from newfoundland uh we're known to drink a lot or something like that it's sure. not bad but i'm like oh this crowd's worse than the crowd from uh kill bro i look at this like you can't make specific references right right like right. Robot, what are you uh where are you from robot lane like i don't know just yeah yeah yeah. i know i know what you're saying just yeah. be specific i guess um but yeah it's 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 normally fine, but I definitely do gravitate more towards universal material more now. Like I definitely still, it, it's hard to like when you're from home, especially when you're currently living home, it's not hard to talk about what you're surrounded by. You know Yeah, I mean? exactly. That's where you kind of draw inspiration from. Yeah. Like there's so many characters in my life and who are, you know, Newfoundlanders true and true. Like all my family's from the Bay. So it's super hard for me to, laugh at all this shit around me and like oh don't make art out of that but then like it's kind of in in i guess some people like the artsy fartsy crowd like they'll kind of look at it as kind of like a i guess a cheap avenue to and like it's definitely helped me like doing local stuff like newfoundland definitely enjoys hearing about themselves as do everywhere like everyone wants would prefer here something more specific to just them like it feels more personal and there's more of a connection there but uh i do try like just to challenge myself and make sure i can like travel and be good at this all around as i try and aim gravitate to write more universal material with stand up sometimes you just oh fuck i can't help myself what are you doing? <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh you mentioned like you know a lot of your families from the bay and stuff is is that kind of where Cecil O'Brien came from, the character Cecil O'Brien, or was that just something you thought of? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, it's not, like, a spe one specific person, but it's definitely, like, it's definitely, like, uh, a few characters, like, bunched up into one from, you know, spent a lot of time out where my nan and pops, you know, where my mom's from, um, out in Long Harbor, and just... Uh, L.A. Yeah, for sure. Well, LA, yeah, long hour. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I mean, like the character Cecil O'Brien has, has been huge for you, Mike. Like, I mean, people must recognize you as Cecil probably more than Mike Lynch. I like, especially oh, around town. Yeah. I, absolutely, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have a career without. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, and no, it's so, uh, and it's so funny. I mean, and I think the biggest thing with with Cecil O'Brien is like everybody can relate to that character. Everybody knows somebody or somebody like that you know what i mean even if you're yeah, from cecil yeah they do or they know somebody like that man they get somebody out by their cabin who is cecil or whatever you know and i think that's what makes that character so likable for for especially for newfoundlanders yeah like i'll get i'll get uh a scatter inbox of just like a picture of just some random old skipper look it's it's you <laughs> and it's just like uh, did he even know you were taking this picture and comparing them to uh <laughs> online make-believe character <laughs> and uh but yeah it's 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 pretty burnt i noticed but, one uh, thing on your on your social media um man how many how many pictures have you got sent to you of people dressed up as c slow brian for halloween <laughs> oh man there was one year i think well when was it 2018 or what was it 20 2018 or 19 there was like a crazy amount like it was weird like i had like a little collage done up uh so it was it was a fair bit it was a fair bit i mean that must feel pretty pretty neat all the same i mean it's a character you created it felt pretty, so many it felt people pretty have good not gonna it. lie it was definitely like because i love i'm uh i'm always like joking around i'm like i'm trying to compete with cecil like as myself i'm like i won't be happy until i see a mike lynch costume out there <laughs> which would be what <laughs> yeah just a t-shirt and i don't know glasses uh, <laughs> uh yeah no i mean is 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 
I mean, I've seen you live. I've, I've seen you. I've seen you at Holy Heart Theater and, and I've seen you in a couple other places in some smaller rooms. But, you know, kind of for folks at home, like, uh, are those characters something that you like to bring to the stage as well? Like, is that a part of your, your live show? I mean, especially your own shows. Like, like C- bring Cecil to the stage? Yeah. Yeah, like I, I bring Cecil to the stage. Yeah, like, and, and, and the rest of your characters too. I mean, you always do little bits like that, like for the, for the live shows, right? Yeah, I do that. Yeah. So like I I do that for a lot of stuff, which is which is a lot of fun. Like I find do you, it. Do you write stuff for like say if you were doing the um getting to know me, like that that do you write stuff for those shows or do you ever bring in stuff from some of the sketches for the shows or no actually. No, not nothing that nothing it was it's usually all kind of brand new for the shows. I find like writing for a character is a lot uh is uh it's a lot easier in writing stand-up just because I'm more, you kind of hide behind the character and like kind of laughing at his mannerisms or right. whatever and stuff. And what um, about, uh, what, what about Randy Lee? Where'd Randy Lee come from? Oh man, just growing up on Mary Meeting Road and going to Brother Ice Junior High School. There's a few, just... Rand, few Randy Lees around. Oh man, it was mostly Randy Lees around. <laughs> <laughs> I really wanted to ask you this question, man. Do real life skeets ever get pissed with you for portraying a skeet? You know what? Usually they they're the ones that love me the most. Like when when it was first getting on the go, they'd be like, "Holy fuck, man!" Like just sound just <laughs> like my character. Holy fuck, man! When you do that skeet, you sounds just like my body. Oh yeah, not like, like oh, him. Man, he sounds like you. <laughs> it's like I sound like both of you. Right, right. <laughs> boys, boys, you're both skeets. <laughs> um, but recently, I uh, I posted a picture, just you know, whatever. I didn't put much thought into it. Just me looking at the brow skeet, and it looked kind of funny. It's like a mirror selfie, and I I captioned it. I was just like, "Today marks two hours of being <laughs> being clean." And uh, anyway, uh, yeah, some like some guy who was like i mean i don't want to call him a ski but he was definitely on the skeetier side but he's like you know as i sit here in my and you know i i don't mean to sound insensitive but like you know he's going through addictions or whatever but sure you know he so he took it as like i'm thinking addictions and battles with addictions aren't a serious matter which is not the case i'm just making fun of oh my character doesn't know thinks that two hours is a long time. That's the joke. Yeah. And, but then some other fella just rise fuck, just kind of all grays with Chris, man. This guy's a clown for a living. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, and it's fucking awesome. <laughs> that's gotta be, a that's gotta be a, a hard line as a comedian, man. We're to draw the line, right? Yeah, that's right. Like you try not to upset anybody or whatever, but it's like, yeah, sometimes you sometimes people will like uh, flip it as like you know people paint a narr uh, make up a narrative that you're being evil with this joke idea you had, which is most most of the times like ninety nine point eight percent of the time like comedians are just trying to get a laugh, like they're not trying to make anybody feel like shit. Yep. No, I always try like if I'm joking and about anything or anybody i want to make sure it could be fun for them too sometimes i don't always accomplish that you can always everyone triggers differently mm-hmm. so i mean what do you do like you know but if i did something like that upset everybody then obviously i'd be like okay well i gotta reevaluate myself here and whatever but you know i just don't worry about like shit blows over pretty quick i'm not trying to hurt anybody you should know that so yeah just, I, absolutely i know it. i i agree with that 100 percent and just you know it's, it seems as the world kind of changes i mean it's got to be just a little bit tougher and tougher every time for for a comedian especially because you're trying to be funny you're trying also not to upset anybody but you're also trying to make a living you know yeah yeah there's something there's something about being online it's like it's so easy to just uh, i don't know it's just like it's it's a little high for people to find something wrong with something and get a little bit of cloud off it so Sometimes there's that. Sometimes people are actually like, you know, I guess trying to, you know, do for the greater good or whatever. But there's definitely a high that people get off of. This is awful. What a piece of shit. And, right. and everyone's like, yeah, 
That's right, Kimmy. Yeah, I mean, it's always a lot. It's always a lot easier for anybody to, to sit behind a, a computer and rip you a new one. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you, yeah, you can easily. It's so easy to be like, "This person's a piece of shit" behind your computer because you don't see the reaction. If you, well, meanwhile, if they had an actual conversation, you know, they'd be they totally fucking pull back and be like, "Oh, you're a person." Blah blah blah. Right, right. I mean, yeah, but I, I mean. It, it sucks, but there's there's just people out there who just want to do that to people. I mean, they just want to just rip yes, people down. Yeah. Of course, right? <clears throat> yeah, of course. Yeah, that's their that's their buzz. Yeah, some people yeah. are, and not only that, but they don't know, like, and a lot of these people who take it down, like, um, they're just like if you if you look through their their history, they're mad about something like three, they're mad about three different things like a week, you know, so. Then you see the pattern like, okay, this person is just in a negative spiral in their head and they're just, they're almost doing it to themselves. You can find anything to be upset about. Like if you want to look for the negative in anything, go, go ahead, but you're going to be miserable. Yeah. No, you're right. You know, man. Like, exactly. I'm just trying to make people laugh. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, I want to talk about getting to know me. I mean, I seen you in 2018, the first, the first year, that was the first year you did it, right? Was it? Or maybe 2017. Uh, I actually did the first time was in 2017 at the Ellsbury Hall. Okay, sorry. I, I seen you the year after at, at Holy Heart. Yeah. But yeah. um, I mean, they're big shows, man. Like, did you ever expect that? Like, I mean, I, I remember kind of watching that. I didn't know you at the time either, but I, I remember uh, like, you know, who's this clown? Who's this clown? No, no, I, no, I remember like <laughs> I, I remember like you know, kind of seeing like some of your videos and stuff, and I just thought it'd be a great night out. And um, but I remember kind of watching it. <laughs> No, it was funny, man. It was funny. Not to blow smoke up your ass, but it was funny. It was great. But, um, you know, did, did you ever kind of expect the, 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 the positive feedback and, and the, and the outcome of, the, of those shows when you, when you first started putting them off? I mean, I was watching it unfold online. It was just like, you just kept adding shows, add shows. Oh, add show, uh, add show. Well, I, I remember I like laugh cause actually it was, uh, you know, shout outs to my buddy, Chris Dunn and Brent McNamara. Cause it was kind of their idea for me to because i i did lsbu hall the year before and it sold out two shows like fairly quick um and i was amazed right like i thought i was gonna work my ass off to sell at lsbu hall and then um and then that went well and then the next year like hey like chris comes like hey mike um i think we should we should book out holy heart this upcoming year i was like looked at him i'm like I laughed at him. I'm like, you're an idiot. Like, like, no. <laughs> and, uh, but anyway, he like convinced me and Brent got involved. And, uh, I remember I got like mad at Brent because he was kind of promoting a comedy show kind of like close by. I'm like, man, like we got to sell these 900 seats or whatever. It's like, we like, I need your full focus, man. We're going to have to work our ass off. It's like, I don't know how I'm going to do it. Like I didn't even think I was going to sell half. And then, um, but you kind of realize that kind of realized in like the power of the online because everyone is online all the time. And if they're following your page and always there and you always have content, like it's just, you have a massive advantage. So then, and so when we post a show, it like sold out. And then I was like, no, or something, something must be wrong there. I was in denial. I was just like, Jesus Christ. No, no, uh, man. It was, a, it's incredible and, and a great feat. I mean, you know, congrats and, and kudos to you guys and i know it's it's probably only building momentum more than anything and, and that's that's incredible and i mean it's oh, funny it's definitely man going it's... down don't worry it's definitely on the decline you think, you think? <laughs> i honestly honestly i i do i think it's on like like a little a little bit of a decline just because like people love something new and a new buzz sure. right so the, the the where the real work comes in is maintaining sell seats right so i've got to keep coming up with new shit and really delivering this point in time but people love the new trend so it's you know it's good naturally it's going to go down but i'm okay with that like at least i'm this much does that stress you out or does that kind of light a fire on your ass uh i definitely both like i definitely i'm i got a decent work ethic so i'm not overly worried but it's it does stress out because it it seems like it's real like delicate business you know what i mean because you can you you can be be the big fuss and then people forget so quick right and in a month everyone's like ah oh jesus hold on now last me life if i can figure out how to do some lighting i won't go 
my career won't go down to shitter. <laughs> ah, there we go. Holy just like Horton's. <laughs> what? Just like what? Just like when you pulls up to Horton's drive through. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Fuck, <laughs> dude, it's so bright there. Harvey Road. Man, they're all like that. It's insane. You're just like. Ugh. Um, yeah. Mike, you play the accordion, man. Where'd you learn to play the accordion? Uh, I learned. Uh, I kind of just picked it up. Pop wouldn't let me play his, so I just. Uh, I got a pretty decent job back in 2012. I'm like, fuck this. I'm by my own. And now he like, now he lets me play his accordion now that I got my own. But I, I kind of taught myself, but I also took a few, few lessons off a fella, Jerry Madden. Okay. And so I was just jamming with this like 70 odd year old fella for, uh, for a few weeks, which was a laugh. And I actually love it. Yeah, no, it's, it, I mean, you, you actually worked that really well in your bits. I mean, like, I know you do like a lot of the, you know, kind of parody of, of some of the Newfoundland songs and stuff like that. But I mean, you play the accordion pretty well. I mean, it's, it's kind of impressive. It's not just like go up there and just slug out a couple tunes. Like you can, you can rip on that thing a little bit. Thanks man. I, uh, been, been a little rusty past few weeks. I got to pick it up again, but I, a lot of people are like, Oh, did you just do that for your act? It's like, no, man, I actually love playing and wanted to play. I never even got the idea until like last minute before my LSPU show. I'm like, geez, like, bring this on stage so um yeah i actually love playing um it kind of brings me to the next question i mean obviously i'm great friends with with mark and aaron of, of rum ragged um they're looking for someone <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I don't think they're looking for an accordion player but i know you played a big role in uh actually i think it was seven big roles in uh in um the ladies man video uh can you talk about that a little bit and, and how uh, how that kind of transpired that video Oh yeah, so Mark, Mark actually had this idea. So Mark comes up to me and he's like, uh, "Hey, you know, Mike, uh, got this new idea that uh, you know, uh, uh, ladies' man video, and uh, I think you'd be be good in it." <laughs> I'm just trying to do Mark now for the first time. It was unreal. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, he wants to do that. <laughs> but uh, the most yeah, soft, sp the soft spoken man on planet Earth. Oh yeah, for sure. And, uh, but he comes up to me and I was just like stoked on it. And it's like, he, he didn't ever had the song like recorded yet, but he like kind of, I guess, read me the lyrics and he had the idea for me to be the seven women. So I'm like, yeah, that sounds hilarious. And, um, anyway, he sent me the song. I was actually in Bangkok with Brian when I first heard the song, I was like starting to write it while I was in Bangkok. And uh, it was just burnt being on the like on a balcony in, in Bangkok, just like listening, <laughs> writing this like Newfoundland music video. Yeah, right. So, I mean, the video is hilarious, and obviously, you play. You know, for anybody who's 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 listening at home, it's not familiar what we're talking about. It's a, a song by Rum Ragged called "Ladies Man," which you can find anywhere online. If you look up on YouTube, uh, "Rum Ragged Ladies Man," you'll find the video where where Mike plays. The song is kind of about. I mean, I've played it a hundred times with Mark over over the years. The song is kind of about a guy who he has six or seven girlfriends and, you know, at the, at the end of um, the week, you know, he has one for each day of the week. And, and at the end of the week, he runs into a mall or something like that. And Mike, Mike plays all these girlfriends as, yeah, it's as about, it's about Whitney's life. <laughs> no, that's, that's Mark's joke. Every time he's like, uh, once upon a time anyways, but uh, <laughs> I mean, there's a bunch of hilarious cameos now. I mean, Terry Ryan's and he punches someone in the head, doesn't he? Yeah, Justin Hako. Yeah, and Hako's in it as well. He he also was in it as well, right? Well, he plays the the man, I guess, right? Yeah, he plays the man. So we had to do a lot of do a lot of makeup on him there, of course. <laughs> uh, <laughs> little jab, you gotta have your little Hako jab. No, that's right, um, man. But uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun, and uh, I remember I showed Mark, and <laughs> I guess Mark was a little worried. He's like. Uh, you know, I edited the video and with all the girls in it and stuff. And he's like, uh, it's good. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Do you think you could uh, make another one with just us playing? No way. <laughs> I was like, Mark, bye. I was like, I don't know, man. Like, I, I, I don't think I have enough footage for, I guess you just want another one. I think he was just like in his head, right? You know, just. Right, right. And it's like that when you don't have. It won, it won music video of the year. It won the music NL uh, video of the year. Yeah, well, when he saw when he saw when he saw it come out and it doing good, yeah, um, then he was just like all he was super stoked about it and everything else. Well, I think it was a, you know it's a great collab between 
you know, two different worlds. I mean, you guys are, you guys are funny and you obviously got your sketches and it's kind of, kind of like put into that with, you know, obviously the, rum ragged who are incredible and then and then you know it's it's funny but it's got a great song i mean it was just a kind of a great yeah. piece of great piece of work right yeah i was stoked because the song was so good to me it is it's a super catchy tune man and it's like a hilarious kind of story behind it but unless you really really listen to it you don't even find the humor and if you listen to the lyrics you're like oh that's actually hilarious right yeah totally like and when i was when i was filming it and i i finally got the buys in on a plane and like you know they're playing so fucking good all I can think was behind the camera. It's like, I can't believe they'll let me do this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's not the first time that, or maybe that was the first time, but I mean, since you've had Rum Ragged in for some, some of the outhouse videos and stuff like that, I mean, I know you've had Shani Ganook, Chris Andrews and, and Mark, Marcus Cock in and uh, you know, a bunch of like hilarious stuff like that. You know, how do those kind of come about? Do you, do you reach out to these guys to, to, to kind of get them involved in a video or does that just kind of come to fruition? We, yeah, we, we definitely reached out to him. So Brian, Brian and I had the idea for folk battles and that was rap battling in a folk battle kind of style and, and <clears throat> timing. So obviously perfect fit for the follow-ups. We're going to be rum ragged and, you know, like Shannon, and I, we actually wanted to have some good uh, legit folk musicians involved. So I thought, I thought it was just a, a good fit. Like if we see a good fit, we definitely, want to reach out to him and, and luckily like geez buzz are down yeah yeah no that's uh and and once again that's kind of like a cross collab as well i mean and people love that people love seeing people love seeing like the musicians like that like put into like a different world you know what i mean where they're trying to be a bit funny and and it's just like it's not necessarily the way you see them all the time like on the stage yeah fucking rock house or the ship or whatever you know what i mean or george Street festival or whatever yeah, right. you know? like people love seeing themselves seeing other people like you know not take themselves seriously sometimes you know what i mean just like exactly having like everyone loves to laugh this is everyone's favorite thing to do <laughs> yeah exactly oh, it's just uh yeah. you mentioned you mentioned brian aylward who's a, a close friend of mine i mean i've known brian yeah. for years and years and years he actually coached me in basketball when i was way too young and uh i actually had him on the podcast and it's probably one of the most successful uh successful podcast that i've i've had to date i mean there's a lot of a lot of traction on that one mostly because he's just outrageous and he just doesn't give a fuck he you know says whatever he wants to say which i love that's the whole idea yeah, behind brian, this podcast. brian's on like he's one of these guys when, when he's around like oh so fucking just just funny all the time i'm like almost to the point i'm like all right shut up brian fuck off <laughs> get it you're funnier than us <laughs> but he is he's a he's a hilarious dude man he's really really funny and uh smart man like you know jesus and he, he works so so hard i mean and he's a big part of the the best kind comedy tour that that you guys do i know it's you uh brian aylward colin holland and uh brent's yeah. driving the bus we're i actually, guess right we're actually changing it to mike lynch and friends but uh, oh is it okay okay yeah. nice <laughs> should work a little better yeah <laughs> but um i know that's been that's been a really successful tour for you guys i mean you've uh you've done two right and i think you were working on the third which was supposed to happen during covid and and that kind of obviously shit the bed what's the uh what's well, the plans with the with with the best con comedy tour well we're actually announcing um this week or next week we're gonna we're gonna still go for it on a smaller scale do mostly like newfoundland and stuff but we're we're still going ahead with it it just kind of got a lot of delays of course because of covid and uh yeah hopefully we can still make a decent tour work like i'd just be grateful if we you know get enough audience in there so it's not awkward you know yeah yeah i mean that must be a a, a laugh just being out with with the boys i mean driving across the country and and there must just be absolute nonsense going on at all you should hire a film yeah, crew i mean that would probably be hilarious yeah it's a lot of laughs man it's uh yeah because i mean even so Colin and Brian, like that, that dynamic alone is just hilarious. Cause like, you know, Brian will always be ripping into Colin. Yeah, exactly. Colin will always say some shit you're just not expecting. Um, and Brent's actually like really funny too. Like he just, yeah, you know, he, he got a little, uh, little comedic muscle on him. Do you find uh, yourself, uh, do you find yourself writing much when you're out on the road like that? Like, or, or is it mostly just, uh, strictly shows? I try, I try, I definitely try and write, like I'll, I'll try and write maybe, you know, 
five days a week for at least a little bit. It'll be on a smaller scale, but you know, you're constantly on the move. So, you know, it, it kind of takes a lot out of you. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I know that feeling all too well. I mean, and I can't even imagine being out with, uh, you know, a couple other comedians. I mean, it just must be just always on 10. I, I would feel like to me, I would, I would assume. Yeah. And you know, everyone always got something to say too. So you'd be in the car trying to write and you can't really focus because there's just so much uh, banter and bullshit going around, going on around you. It's like, you can't tune into a piece of paper while Brian and Colin are ripping into each other. And, <laughs> you know, Brent's just all full of positive energy. Like, come on, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. I, I, I was, I just played his birthday party. You were there. And it was the exact yeah. same. It was the exact same energy. Exactly. Yeah, it was. That was a bit of fun, man. Um, I want to ask you about another thing, man. Um, this the Cecil O'Brien book, the Christmas book. Uh, I mean, where did you come up with the idea to do this? Uh, I came up with the idea. It's called because... How to Catch Santa Claus, right? <laughs> How to Catch Santa Claus. <laughs> and wow. it's also, it's also, by the way, whoever illustrated it fucking nailed it man like it's so the illustrations are so good. oh yeah dude simon glassman simon glassman cool uh, my buddy from edmonton actually he's he's like he's probably like my best comedian friend in edmonton and he so happens to be like the best uh i guess cartoonist slash caricaturist mm -hmm. um like in the city and uh yeah he was just stoked about the project and so me and him would meet up and we would just go over proofs or whatever. And oh man, what he does is amazing. And and how did the book do for you? Like Christmas time, did you, did you do well with really it? Really good. It went really good. The problem was we never had enough. We weren't really ready. And I was scrambling last minute to get it done. Mm -hmm. So it was just, if I prepared more, we we would have did even better, which I'm super stoked on. Look out, look out 2020, look out Christmas 2021. Oh yeah, look the fuck out! I'm <laughs> I'm gonna be slanging children children's books like Robert Munch. Let <laughs> me got mad. And um, like what 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 was the idea behind doing the book? Was it just something you thought of and and you you wanted to do it? And no, honestly, I just wanted to do a children's book with Cecil because I right. thought it'd be because you know um, a lot of people come up and say their kids love the videos. So I'm like, okay, well, there's a market here for sure. And I thought it'd be fun and I thought it'd sell really well. And I was hurting during the pandemic. So I'm like, kids book it is. <laughs> kids book it is. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you about your love song to Janice Fitzgerald as well. I mean, I know that one really took uh -huh. off, especially in the heart of COVID. I mean, when everybody was just sitting in front of their computer for a couple months. Uh, uh, what was the idea behind the love song for, uh, for our, uh, our chief medical officer? Man, I, I wanted to, uh, I wanted to, since I did, I did that character first as a love song with Debbie Cooper. Right, right. Yes. TV. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was just like, you know, I wanted to do that character again. And I saw this as a, as a perfect, you know, cause I'm, I'm a big bit of a Janice fan myself. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so I just thought it was a good opportunity to just do that character. And there's a lot of stuff I could play off of cause it's, just what everybody was following at the time. So I, uh, that's pretty much it. I'm just like, just wanted to do that character again. Did you, and I love you, Janice. Did you hear from her or anything? Did she respond to it or anything? He kind of, I don't know if I'm, I know I'm supposed to say, but I'll say it anyway. I heard through the grapevine that, uh, she found it a little creepy. <laughs> <laughs> but she was, she was also like cool with it. Like she wasn't like, but she was just being real. Like, I, I kind of love that she, she wasn't like, oh, how nice. And she didn't find it nice. Like, she was just kind of like, she was like, oh, gee. Um, yeah, I don't know. She, I think she said it would, like, reminded her of, like, some, and I don't know if I'm supposed to say this. Anyway, it reminded <laughs> her of something really creepy. And uh, that, that made me die laughing because I, I hope I didn't creep her out too hard. Of course, like, you know, that'd be sad. But um it's so funny because like i bet janice is gonna love this this is so nice everyone's like oh i hope she sees it and she's <laughs> it's like no janice fucking hate the boss don't worry <laughs> i mean that probably gave you more of a laugh than her liking it like you say right like yeah yeah for sure for sure as long as she didn't like 
thing, you know, she's not out to get me now, but <laughs> she got like a restraint order against you or something. Yeah, I know, right? Well, I kind of joked about that. It's like, hope Debbie don't Debbie Cooper don't put a restraining order on me. And did you then, get a, uh, did you get a laugh out of Debbie Cooper for that one, or did she kind of feel the same way? Dude, oh, that'd be hilarious if like <laughs> I, I just keep striking out with local celebs. It's like, damn. Um, she uh, she apparently liked it. Like, I had a buddy who like worked with her son. Mm-hmm. And apparently he fucking loved it. And um, the boss at CBC said she she loved it. So that's that's the extent I heard. So right on, yeah. No restraining orders yet. What's the uh, what's the plans for the summer, Mike? Anything coming down the pipe? I know you're no about to announce the. Oh. No. <laughs> uh, Walking up and down George Street. That's right. Um, uh, just starting the tour with the boss, August fifteenth. Um, just trying to enjoy Newfoundland because. You know, since I've been home, I just realized how much I freaking love the place and enjoying family and friends and all that shit. Any camping trip plan? Do I have a camping trip plan? <laughs> I don't know, man. You just put out a camping oh, you video. Mean, you, you said that like any camping trips plan? Like, I was like, shit, do we got something planned? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you're coming up to the cabin Thursday. <laughs> fucking deadly. Um, I got, uh, yeah, I think I'm supposed to go to, yeah, I'm supposed to go to Musgrave Harbor, my buddy's cabin. And me and a couple of the boys are going to, I think, Lumsden, which is not too far away. I heard it's, I've never been up that way. So I heard the beaches are, are mean. Yeah, apparently it is really nice out there, man. That's a, that's a, a beautiful part of the island. And, and uh, you got obviously got the, uh, the kind of dial down version of, of the Best Con Comedy Tour happening. Uh, and when is that going to be announced again? That there is going to be announced hopefully this week or next week. And how many shows are we looking at, you think? Oh, we looking at a nice big shows. We're definitely doing every Newfoundland pocket there is. Kelly's, Christians, O'Reilly's. <laughs> yeah. Rose and Thistle. <laughs> Cotton Club. On the corner. I already did Cotton Club this year. Oh, did you? Well, in December, yeah. My buddy. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, show, so I did a little, little guest spot on there. Yeah, nice, man. It was man. fun. Well, man, listen, I really appreciate you taking the time to come on and have a chat with me today. Uh, you're hilarious, Mike, and I mean... I, I can speak for a lot of people, but I mean, you bring a lot of laughs to, uh, to this community, man. And, and to a lot of people around. So, uh, you know, thanks for everything you're doing, man. And, and definitely keep it up. You're the man. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks and, for all uh, you do, man. Yeah, no, all good, man. And for anybody who's at home, maybe who, uh, who somehow has no idea who you are, uh, where can they find you online? They can find me on Mike Lynch on Facebook. I got videos on the outhouse on Facebook. And Mike Lynch and The Outhouse are on YouTube as well. Um, trying to dabble in the TikTok, keeping up with the youngsters. That's trying right. to twerk my way through TikTok. <laughs> and uh, Instagram, Mike Lynch Comedy. And uh, check out my MySpace. No, not MySpace. Uh, with you, man. ICQ, that's right, yeah. Well, yeah, once again, man, really appreciate you taking the time. And uh, great to catch up with you. Yeah, man, you too. All right, we'll chat with you soon, Mike. Thanks. Huge thanks to my buddy Mike Lynch for coming on. Uh, really appreciate you know him taking the time. Absolutely hilarious guy. Super stoked that the guys are getting back out for their Best Kind Comedy Tour, even if it's a dial-down version. I mean, you got to hand it to these guys. They work so hard, so, so hard, and it's not as easy for a comedian. I, they can't just, like, you know, you can't just pop out singles. You can't pop out quick records or EPs. I mean, not that I'm not downplaying that at all. I mean, that's not an easy feat as well, but it's, it's you know, for comedians, it's all about live shows. I mean, that's how these guys make a living. So happy to hear that they're they're back on the road soon. Uh, and make sure you do check out, you know, all those links that Mike provided uh, and where you can find uh, where you can find the guys coming through uh, coming through a town near you. Um, yeah, no, uh, weather's been uh, weather's been okay here. I mean, the last few weeks have been been fantastic. Uh, it's starting to get a little chilly here now. The last couple days and raining a bit. Not looking like a great Canada Day Thursday. So, uh, I mean, if you can find a nice shed to hang out in, uh, maybe that's the way to go. Like I mentioned, guys, I'm at a... I'm at the Republic tonight, and and you can catch me at Shamrock and, and Greensleeves, uh, you know, throughout the summer on Tuesdays and Sundays. So, um, big thanks to all the listeners. Big thanks to everybody who sent along any words of encouragement, and uh, you know, really appreciate it. Hope you've been enjoying the podcast. I'm still having a bit of fun pumping them out. 
And, uh, you know, I, like I mentioned, as for the summer, I'll, I'll be uh, continuing on, you know, uh, once every every couple of weeks and and trying to put out a real nice episode with uh, with some great guests. So uh, that about does it for me, guys from downtown St. John's, Newfoundland. I'm Dave Whitty. Peace.